This episode of the Everything is Marketing podcast is brought to you by Onnit, O-N-N-I-T dot com, makers of my two favorite things on earth right now, which are Alpha Brain, that keeps me focused, and what I just finished before I did the podcast, which is the Warrior Bar, my favorite delicious thing for a midday snack, or right in the middle of the morning if you're hungry and uh, just want to jumpstart your day. So Onnit, O-N-N-I-T dot com. Let's get it going. It's the Everything is Marketing podcast. My name is Eric Hulkerin. Marketers ruin everything. Welcome to the Everything is Marketing podcast. What I don't want to do is to pretend this is show number one. What would the hero of your life's movie do right now? So seriously, episode 46, that's pretty impressive. Uh, Word of note this week, this will be the only podcast for this week as my wife and I are going on a little bit of a spring break, heading off to Napa for the week, which I'm super excited about. Although I always forget, we don't take vacations very often, and I always forget that it's very much like homework. So there's a list of things you have to accomplish before time runs out and you end up on a plane. So that's in the process of what I'm doing, and I wanted to make sure that there was a podcast for Monday morning so that you got to uh, start your week outright. Uh, I might be writing when I'm out there, so there might be blog posts at Polymath and Vine, but there likely will be no podcast between now and a week from Tuesday because we get back on Monday. So I'm sure you will survive, but I just wanted to let you know that that is likely uh, this will be your one and only podcast of the week. And with that, let's get into it. So last week, Jay-Z launched his new foray into the music streaming service called Tidal, T-I-D-A-L. Lots of people saying it's dead on arrival, and there are many, many reasons that we'll talk about here in a second about why they might actually be true. But uh, first and foremost, uh, this is the most ridiculous part about it. When you're starting a new service, at least in my opinion, especially streaming service, especially when you're dealing with the clientele that you're trying to deal with when you're talking about streaming music, and you don't have a free tier, which you don't and title, it makes it very, very difficult for it to get traction. Uh, the other problem right off the bat is that there are two tiers of payment. One is $12.99, which is $3 more than Spotify in case you're playing at home. Spotify, who has one of the largest um, gatherings of people who are paying into their ecosystem and one of the largest gatherings of people consuming streaming music uh, in the way that curated playlists and that sort of thing. So Spotify, Pandora, obviously the kings of this thing, uh, title coming in a little bit late to the game with a different model that's $3 more expensive for the lower tier. Oh, and there's a higher tier, a $25.99 tier. That is for all the people that want high resolution or high def recordings in their phones or their headphones or their or your Beats by Dre. Here's the problem. Nobody, and I mean nobody, in the mainstream universe where you would need a streaming service to take off um, cares about sound quality. That's how the iPhone took off, right? We wanted all of the songs in one place. We did not care that we were listening to them on earbuds. MP3s is a terrible, terrible, terrible format to listen to music, but we've done it for well over a decade, so we don't care. That's problem number one with this. Problem number two is the uh, narrative that they are making more money for the artists, and that is why they have started this thing. Uh, Bob Lefowitz actually wrote a great article last week, and one of his points that I wanted to point out as I was talking about title today was, look, if you really want wanted to worry about paying artists more money, you would start this service and then ditch all the labels. But the problem with the labels is right now they're acting, I should say, like a venture capitalist. And what I mean is they're investing in a lot of things and some of those things return and some of those things do not. So while you may not get as much money as you want, one of the famed stories from the uh, Spotify universe is that Aloe Black had his I'm a Man song played uh, an exorbitant amount of times. I want to say it was streamed well into the millions and he got a 
check from Spotify for $4,000. That's what they're talking about with the payment model. It doesn't really work. It obviously doesn't scale, at least for the artist. It clearly sort of scales for Spotify, although they're not really solvent at this point. So I, I don't know what you're going to do in the streaming universe when um, even somebody like Spotify is having a hard time turning a profit in this space where most people want to just steal or stream for free. The model has to change. That's why there's a lot of people using the free Spotify and you would need, I don't know, a free title to get people in there. Now, you can try title for a month for free, but then afterwards they're going to charge you $12.99 if you want to check out the service. The things I like about it, though, is it is gorgeous. And I will say that on the app, it's much easier, at least for me, much easier for me to get around and find the things that I'm looking for quickly when I'm talking about actual albums. I think that whole interface is awesome. I do not understand the uh, playlist application. If you go to Beats and you go to Spotify, I would say Beats beats Spotify as far as playlists and the curation. They have a killer interface if you want to look for curated playlists. Beats, hands down, wins. Spotify would be in second. Title would be a distant third. I don't understand what title means, which... Maybe it's not for me to understand. I don't understand what it means, and it's hard to find things that uh, fit what I was looking for. There were a lot of artists who had done playlists, which was sort of interesting, a curated list, but they were kind of all over the place. It was obviously Jay-Z and Beyonce were two of them, um, but then there would be a whole bunch of artists um, randomly thrown in there that were artists, some of which I thought were interesting, some of which I didn't really care about. And the other thing is it's not really intuitive. It's not difficult, but it's not really intuitive to make your own playlist which is obviously a key functionality of having a streaming service is you want to curate your own list for the things that you're into. Now, it's a little bit easier when you're actually listening to a song. So a song is playing, you hit a button, and it ends up starting a playlist. But if you wanted to start in reverse and start a playlist and start dumping things in there, that's not really how the interface is set up, and that's where I think it gets a little bit wonky. It's not any more wonky than trying to get people to pay $26 a month for high-definition uh, audio coming out of their iPhones, but wonky nonetheless. The the other weird thing is there are quite a few tracks that show up in title that are grayed out. And what it means when they're grayed out is you click on it and it goes, oh, uh, we don't have the rights to play that. And why I think that's a little odd is because why did you put that in there in the first place? Unless you're planning on getting the rights at some point. But if you're not planning on getting the rights in the first place, I don't know why you put it in there to show me the things that you couldn't pull off. So when you're opening an app or launching a new product or something like that, you really shouldn't be working on showing me things that aren't working. And by by that, I mean, if you had a restaurant and you opened the restaurant and you wanted to do uh, sushi and you wanted to do hibachi and only the hibachi worked. So you open the restaurant, you invite all these people in, they start sitting down in the hibachi part of the restaurant that gets full and they pour over into the sushi bar, except there's nothing in the sushi bar because you don't actually have sushi yet because you're not ready to make sushi. Well, all of those people that came to maybe try hibachi and sushi or sushi predominantly will go to a different restaurant and likely not come back. If you tune into this thing for your 30-day free trial and you run across too many tracks that are grayed out and you don't get to play them, and if you go to Spotify and you see that those tracks are in fact on Spotify, that's going to make the decision for you. Or they're on Beats or whatever Beats Apple thing is going to happen. You're going to end up going there. This is a really, really difficult play, and I, I'm not really sure A, if any consumer actually cares what artists get paid, B, if any consumer actually cares about high-definition sound in their 
uh, earbuds coming off of their iPhone. And so I'm just not sure if the cool interface is going to be enough to get any traction at all, especially since they're so late to the game. It is such a shark tank in streaming music. And between iHeart and Spotify and Pandora and Beats and the Beats Apple, whatever that thing's going to be, there's just not a lot of space. And you've got a lot of stuff happening on SoundCloud, which is really cool. There's a lot of stuff happening. And being this late to the game, I'm not sure what's going to happen. It could be a boutique streaming service. People tune into it to uh, hang out and check out what Jay-Z's got going on and, and enjoy the service. That could be a thing. I don't think they'll keep the upper tier for very long because it doesn't seem to make a lot of sense to me and likely won't be very profitable. I don't know anybody who's going to pay $12 a month, let alone $25 a month. Okay, one more thing before we uh, go for a Monday, because I want to start on a, a or start the week, I should say, on a little bit of a more happy note. And uh, that is on Friday night, my wife and I and my daughter were at the mall and we were running around and uh, we bumped into this couple who um, had three kids in a stroller. It was a very interesting looking stroller. And my wife said, oh, that's a really cool stroller. And uh, the woman said, oh yeah, we got it here, blah, blah, blah. And my wife was talking about how uh, after we had Evelyn, all of these cool things came out and she's always kind of looked at these things and went, wow, I wish we had these when Evelyn was was much, much younger. Um, and then the woman stops and goes, hey, didn't you used to work on the radio? And I said, yeah, I used to work on the radio. And she goes, you spoke to my 10th grade class about this, that, and the other thing. And I, I said, well, that's really kind. Have a great weekend. I was as, as humble as you possibly can be. And I walk away and I, I go... That sort of stuff, I don't know what to do with. And, and that's not an ego speaking. That's a life lesson speaking. And by that, I mean, this is a person who I spoke to their class when they were in 10th grade and they remembered it for long enough to bump into me at a mall on Good Friday and say, hey, I just wanted to say, you know, that, that thing you did was really, really cool. That was maybe over a decade ago. So when we talk. Or when I say things like everything is marketing or everything is branding and you're your personal brand and everything that you do is important, that is what I mean. Because you could bump into somebody and have a profound effect on them and a decade later, they recall that event and say how you either changed their life for the positive or the negative. And that may sound holistically philosophical and you may be going, this is not what I came to this podcast for, but it is what you came to this podcast for. Everything that we do these days in the connection economy matters. And you make a choice every single day if you're going to matter in the positive or matter in the negative. And that meeting, that turns into something that I've been holding on all week and going, I can't wait to tell the story because it's so important when you bump into people that you make those bump into's or those happenstance or that uh, serendipity, whatever you want to call it, you make it matter. Why else does it matter? Well, it matters because the next thing that you do, they're going to invest in. When Gary talks about, Gary Vaynerchuk that is, talks about the jab, 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 right hook, well, that woman that I bumped into, we could right hook all day long because she is in, right? I did something that she found very profound, bumps into me a decade later and, and remembers that thing. I didn't have anything to right hook, but that's somebody you could right hook to. That's somebody who's in your ecosystem. That's somebody who wants to support the art that you're putting out. So what are you doing today to make those connections? And it can be anywhere, anywhere. It can be a library. It can be a coffee shop. It can be a concert. It can be a restaurant. It can be in the office, anywhere. You can make those connections and they matter for a long, long time. Why? Because now more than ever, we can stay in contact for longer and deeper and more profoundly than we ever could before. 
So take advantage of that today. I know it's going to be a long week without a podcast, and we'll get to 50 clearly uh, in the second week of April. And for that, I apologize. However, everybody needs a break, and it's time for me to go take one. So I hope you enjoy your week. If you need anything, Twitter, uh, at Polymath and Vine, or on email, eric at mlive.com. That's the way to get my email. Have a great week. We will talk to you next week. It is the Everything is Marketing podcast. My name is Eric Hulkren.